We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. But this week, joined by none other than the mid laner and Bear's esteemed teammate and friend, I assume. Venator. Uh, I'm here. No. Ven, thanks for coming okay. on. Yeah, you, dude. You're you're Barra's friend. I think that's I think that's fair to say. Barra, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, no. We're just coworkers. Oh, right. <laughs> Nothing further. Yeah. Yeah. We met a few times. Unfortunate. Um, well, that's how it's going to be, and that's it, that's going to really set us off for a good episode because this one is going to get a little little spicy tonight, Chad. <laughs> Normally, you order the podcast regular, but today you've gone with the spicy variant. We're going to do a player rankings for SPL season seven. So guys, I do have to talk to you about this. We haven't discussed any of this beforehand because I think uh, this is more fun. Should we make it for all of season seven? Should we make it current form? Like what are we, what are we doing here? I like current form more than all of it because if you do all of it, there is just way too much to take into consideration as far as, like the first playoffs, the first phase, the second phase, which was three weeks long or three weeks, three months long. And there's that's a, what it is, right? I mean, that's the, how you do the <sighs> rankings. I think. I think it should be all of seven. Ven, you can be the the, the tiebreaker here. I said that I want to do like how the player has like grown with the team and like how they ended at like the end of the year instead of like the overall performance. So like the overall growth of the player into the end of the year. 
I thought and you're so like you're just you're just such a pretty, like you're like how have they but how do the players feel tier list you know mm. I mean? <laughs> that's just like a, you know you just have more like info to back it up you know all right all right so now we're doing current form uh we're also going to not do any renegades players uh i've already filled in all of them in eighth that is not where i'd put all of them obviously but with ven and barra oh. here feel like it would just be a little bit you know it's a little bit weird you imagine, like me and ben like placing each other i mean like yeah no you ben, you are too high right there yeah like ben you are way worse than heroin man do not put yourself in. <laughs> that is not just uh, battling it out yeah, yeah that is not what we want to deal with also for those of you what i'm going to try my best to give constant updates on where we're placing everybody um, I, for those of you watching, I do have, uh, I, I can't overlay it, um, over the, uh, the podcast here as I'm going to do now. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to put dark mode on. So sorry about that. I can figure out how to zoom this maybe a little bit. Um, all right. I can't Never mind. So that's just how it's going to be. Uh, so sorry in advance. Um, that's, that's what I'm going to be. That's how it's going to be. And that's all there is to it. Chat, it's a podcast first, and all of chat is losing their mind right now. It's a podcast first. It's audio. You guys are getting some benefit that the audio people doesn't don't get anyways. I don't care if it looks bad. Uh, that's how we're going to be doing it. Okay. So where? Yeah, always close your eyes. Yeah, just close your eyes. It'll be fine. That you get the full podcast experience. Um, all right. Where would you guys like to start? You want to start solo uh, or ADC? Because actually, I guess for a tier list, you can kind of start anywhere, right? Mid. Oh, come on. Dude, dude. no one starts mid first. It's That's literally a sign list. Okay. Ugh, whatever, I'm going to start mid first. All right, chat, prepare your eyes because uh, here it comes. <laughs> There's the tier list right there. Um, How about we right. do mid it and then Ven does the whole tier list? Okay. That's toxic. That doesn't seem like the best way to do this, Barry. <laughs> really? <laughs> Again, so let's uh, obviously starting from the bottom is way better. Um, <laughs> no one should start from the top. And uh, I'd like to reiterate once more that we are really doing one through seven because Renegades players are disqualified from this. I might maybe do my own with Renegades players mixed in there whenever they can't yell at me live on the podcast. Um, So, fellas, who do you think has been the seventh best mid laner in the SPL this year? You want to start, bro? (laughs) Um, I would say it's between Wolfie and Hurry. I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, I feel like everyone else has not. I mean, seventh sounds bad. Okay, first off, tier lists are bad, and this is only for content. <laughs> yes, only for content. Okay, Here, put it on your face yeah. so that everyone can see what where it is. Thank you. Um, I would say I would just say Wolfie or Hurry, most likely. Hmm. Barrow, there is a time limit on this podcast. I would, I would say hurry. Sorry, I would say hurry. You're going to say hurry. Okay, Van, yep. I was going to put Wolfie at seventh, so you can be really? a tiebreaker here. And it's perfect because you're the mid laner. Who do you think uh, deserves a seventh? Again, just for content, we all think these are good players. Yeah. I should have said that beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to judge because I think Hari has forced more bans on himself than Wolfie has. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Hari has forced the... Yeah, Hari has forced the set ban on him. He forced the Rob, I think the Rob ban. A little bit of Rob ban, a lot of Giannis. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. Janice, for sure. So, I don't know, it's it's definitely hard to, like, put him somewhere. 
I don't know. I, I think Wolfie's kind of sick, though. Uh, like, recently, like, w- with his team, I feel like he synergizes more with his team. So, I guess then I'll put Hari below since Wolfie kind of seemed to synergize better. And I feel uh, like I value that more than, yeah. So, we can pretty <laughs> cleanly just instantly put Wolfie right above because Wolfie and Hurrowind were, were so close. So, right now, we've got yeah. Hurry in seventh, Wolfie in sixth. <clears throat> I feel pretty strongly about who should be fifth. And I wonder if you guys are going to feel the same way. If I were making Shinto? this alone, no, I'd be putting Paul. I'd be putting Paul no. fifth. Um, I was going to put Paul fifth. And I think it's pretty clear. A lot of bands towards his way, like you were talking about with Hurry there, Ven. But for yep. me, Paul has not, even when he gets those must-ban gods, has not been able to convert on those enough to make me feel mm-hmm. like he deserves to be higher than fifth. Because all these mid laners have fair. really been yeah. popping off, like... Mm-hmm. Mid has really played well all year, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Barry, you said yeah. you agree with Paul fifth. Yeah. Ben, do you have any uh, any objections? Yeah, with that reasoning, for sure. I can see that. <clears throat> all right, so now we've got Heroin seventh, Wolfie sixth, and Paul fifth. And now is where the squeeze, I think, really begins, because uh, these guys have all put on uh, quite a bit of a show. Anyone have uh, a strong feeling for who should be fourth? I can actually put... I oh. think I could put the top person for sure, easily. And well, let's we'll I, get, I, hold your horses there. Oh, we go in yeah, order. Yeah, but you can work your way down then. No, no, know? no, 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 no. That <sighs> that takes some that takes some suspense out of it. Everyone wants to be number one. You gotta you gotta figure that I, out later. Yeah. I agree with Shinto. I think Shinto's yeah, I, phase I one was so unbelievable. Phase oh, yeah. two, a little bit less inspired, but mm-hmm. obviously still very good. <clears throat> what about number three? Uh, Dardas for me. Yeah, if we're going by recent, yeah, I'll put Dardas as well. I agree. Fellas, we're making this easy on ourselves, huh? <laughs> now, Ven already knows who he's got number one, so let's let him take a chill pill for a second. Barra, who do you think is going to be number... Who do you think is number two and then, by extension, number one? It's This one's hard for me because a twig, I feel, is such a team-based player and i feel like bmt is a more individual player mm-hmm. if that makes sense like i feel like bmt makes way more individual plays than twig but that's not twig's play style yep um so i would probably do twig and then bmt twig then bmt Ven, yep. what do you think i think it's a <clears throat> twig first for sure I think he's like grown like a lot as a player through the mid. Like mm. you could see it from like the start to the end. Like he's grown yes. so much as a player and he found his play style. Most and I think that's by more impactful. Yes. Yeah. I think that's 10 times more impactful than just being like, like yourself playmaker being at first type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would put Twig at first and BMT under. So the way I'm, the way I'm interpreting this, this tier list is overall season seven, but heavyweight on the back end. That's, that's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's what I think I want to go with. And okay. with that in mind, I think I have to put Twig second. I don't think I can say Twig, even with a heavy weight towards the back end, is the best mid laner in Season 7, but it is really close. I think I would have been okay with anyone in the top three being in any position um, because yep. Dardes was so dominant Phase 1. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, our tier list... Big Man Ting's number one, Captain Twig number two, Dardes number three, Shinto number four, Paul number five, Wolfie number six, and Heroind number seven. 
get a, mm-hmm. give the chat a break for their eyes uh, for a minute. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like mid overall. How do you guys feel like mid laners are as far as a strength in their role? Do you think that mid mid lane was strong this year as far as individual performances go? Do you think it's a little bit lackluster? Um, where do you think they kind of fall on that? I actually think mid is like right now for like player base. I actually think mid is a pretty stacked role. Um, just because like, I think all the players are pretty much sick, uh, currently at their roles. And I, I think for like the meta standpoint, I think it kind of is like less playmaking and more like who is the best at playing with the backline mm-hmm. type of thing, where they're not really like solo playing. They're kind of like heavy team based and whoever makes, you know, that work better is the best team, you know? Yeah. I think that makes <laughs> sense. Bear your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like mid is, I feel it's really pretty stacked, but it's also heavily dependent on just how your overall team is doing. Mm-hmm. And I think just for Hurry and Wolfie, and in my opinion, everyone else is going to be like fifth through seventh. It's just based off of how your team's doing. Because it's really hard, in my opinion, in this meta for any role to shine if your team is not doing well. Yeah. And... I think mid is like like the top of that list for like you just I don't think you can like really make your own plays if you're just losing somewhere. Yep. But again, at the same point, it is a very important role. And obviously, if you have someone lackluster in that role, it's going to be bad. But I don't think any of the mids are lackluster. Now that football is back in full swing, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all your great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts and 2020 has reshaped how we work businesses across the globe are trying to be more efficient than ever so when every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other site helping you find quality candidates quickly indeed also gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring and you only pay for what you need you can pause your account anytime and there are no long-term contracts And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, which is why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash blue wire this is their best offer available anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through december 31st terms and conditions apply and now let's get back to the podcast isn't it crazy that mid has been so there have been so many like roster swaps to mid over the last two years and now we're at a point where i think mid is the second strongest overall role in the spl in terms of player quality um Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that's really impressive and speaks not only to the top end, which has always been strong in mid, but how well everyone else has really caught up um, mm-hmm. and, and really been able to make impact on Dardes or Shinto or Paul level uh, consistently for everybody else. So I, I agree. I think that, that mid is the second best player quality. I don't know if I already said, but I think solo is uh, 
is the most stacked, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of the roles. All right, time chat, shield your eyes. We're going back in. <laughs> just to just to refresh our listeners, uh, big we, for season seven overall, with a heavy emphasis on weight towards the back end of the year. We have Big Man Tings, number one, Captain Twig, number two, Dardes, number three, Shinto, four, Paul, five, Wolfie, six, Heroine in seventh. Ven, it's your turn to pick a role because Barra picked mid, so I'll, I'll let you take the next. ADC. Oh, what oh, a surprise. Go. What a surprise. <laughs> all right, where do you guys uh, – another very stacked role for what it's worth. I think uh, all of these guys have played, have played pretty well. Where, uh, where are we starting, fellas? Who's, who's number seven? For me, in my opinion, I think it's Snoopy. Uh, I think his role swap and then like swapping back kind of made him like lower for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Wowie is pretty close. But I think Wowie has like had an overall like better performance, like average across the board than Snoopy has because I, I feel like Snoopy has been like on and off since he's came back. So that's why I would put Snoopy under Wowie. But I'm pretty sure it's really, really close for me. I would agree with you, but if we're putting more weight on the back end, the last like, yeah, two true. weeks of the season, Snoopy was like tr- solo farming. carry project yeah. for United. I mean, he was absolutely popping off. That alone makes me want to put Wow yeah. in seventh. But Barra, you're the ADC man. I'll let you. I'll let you be the decider. I would say overall. Uh, I would agree with Vin for overall, but recency, I would agree with you. So if we're going off for recency heavier, then I'd put Wowie, then Snoopy. But I think it's like 49.51 for me. I think it's Snoopy. I just think it's like so Snoopy has been so good these last few weeks that like if Snoopy played as well as he did in the last two weeks all season in ADC, he would be like top three. Like, I think he was really that nuts these last few weeks. It's just been only these last few weeks. But if you're a mm-hmm. United fan, maybe that means he's uh, going to be turning up in time for those placements. Um, all right. So we got Wowie, then Snoopy, seventh and sixth, respectively. Where are we going next, fellas? I think maybe I should go next because I feel like I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot a whole lot. <laughs> I think I would be putting for me it's between two i think if i were making this tier list i would be putting natri no steve i think i'd put steve fifth maybe no maybe natrioid because ben made a face and you guys couldn't see it but i saw it so i'm gonna say i'm gonna i would put natrioid fifth and a no face from ben so we're feeling good about that uh ven who, who do you think uh what you'd be putting fifth uh, I, I think off of like, uh, no, this role is like so hard once I get to like here. I feel like the top five is so like, they're pretty much just equal in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. Like you can just put an equal sign and then everybody. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I think Steve has just had like a consistent performance, like across the board completely where Netroid does have his ups and downs, but his phase one was like outstanding. Yeah. Um, and then I guess like more towards season the or end of it, the splits of a split two, it kind of like fell off a little bit here and there where I think Steve kind of just had a, a equal across the board. Cause I, I think even in playoffs, Zap was playing really good. Yeah. So I'm going to oh, have to put Netroid. Zap didn't get a chance to play playoffs. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's I, I mean, Hey, 
He wasn't playing like he did on stream. So you gotta, you gotta put that into consideration. Fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Barrow, what do you think here? Uh, I think Zapponheim. I kind of agree with what chat said. Zapponheim is insane. I think Zapon everything else is kind of a step down. And mainly because I think Heim fits the way that their team wants to play. And where it's kind of like leave Steve and let him bait and force buttons, or if he free casts, his his DPS is going to be insane. Right. Um, and I don't think... I think I'd put Zap and then Netroid. That was my first inclination too, but Van made some sort of face and I got scared. But I think so too. I think Zap has been good, but inconsistent based on god pick as you guys mentioned okay that's fair that's fair and netrioid has been inconsistent but better on the inconsistencies if that makes sense also, he, played, he played meta picks yes like to a t yeah, absolutely yes. perfect every single time also to vin i would not be disappointed if those two were swapped me neither like if we went with vin i uh, i would agree as well yeah I, I don't think i would feel that strongly to put netrioid fifth but yeah. as we have it Wowie 7, Snoopy 6, Zapman 5, <laughs> Netroid 4. I wish you could draw like a little like equal sign for 4th <laughs> Yeah, like little brackets. <laughs> yeah. Like just back and for up. top 3. Well, we yeah, got to do so it. Hard. Top 3. We've this mm -hmm. is this is where it gets more difficult, I think. I think it's pretty easy. Really? Yeah. I can actually uh, Oh, okay. I think then take the vote the leader, spinner PCAT. Wait, do that again? Vote spinner PCAT from and bottom to top. Bottom yep. to top. I can't agree with that. Spin PCAT. I I disagree a little bit. I'm gonna if you guys are both in agreement, we can put that in the in the in that order. But I will say for me, I'm kind of tempted to put vote higher. I think I might go spin mm. vote PCAT. I think vote had a really bad playoffs. Yeah, but that whole team kind of laid an egg at playoffs. Like, <laughs> it wasn't their best day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, but that is the most the individual mistakes. Okay. No, no, PCAT's got to be first. Okay, that's the most individual mistakes I've ever seen Vote make. Yeah. And from playing against Vote, he is the most annoying player to lane against because he does not make mistakes. Like, he doesn't really go aggro too much, but he just doesn't make mistakes. But that was the most mistakes I've ever seen Vote make in lane and in team fights. Like, my man was just, I don't know what. Like, he wasn't really given the best chances to succeed, so you are right. But his team fight positioning and a lot of what he was doing was just not up to par of where he normally is. Yeah. Uh, you you you're right. I I didn't take into enough account the the playoff performance and how well Cyclone played at playoffs and how well Panicat played at playoffs. Um, mm -hmm. So I so we are all in agreement now. From the top to the bottom for ADCs, Panicat number one, Cyclone Spin number two, Vote number three, Netroid number four, Zap five, Snoopy six, and Wowie seven. Think ADC overall this year again has been pretty strong player quality wise. I think everyone has, has really had their moments to really shine. It's been a little bit weird because ADCs have been top pick for the second phase, basically like you're top picking Cupid or Rom pretty yep. often. Yep. And so that puts extra pressure, I think 
on those ADCs, but even, you know, from the bottom of our tier list, Snoopy and Wowie uh, both had their games to really carry with those meta picks, and I think that's mm-hmm. a sign of a pretty strong role across the board as far as players go. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. Easy peasy. And I think the top three argument could be shuffled. Fourth or fifth should be sh- could be shuffled, and sixth or seventh could be shuffled as well. Yes, agreed. They are kind of grouped and top three together, fourth, fifth together, sixth, seventh together. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, all right. So now uh, I guess it's my to- my turn to choose one. <laughs> let's go. Let's go jungle because it's really on the opposite end. Uh, here, hold on. I'm going to take it away from the two list because I've got a little tie right here. I think <laughs> jungle's on the opposite end of what I was talking about with mid, where I was really impressed with every mid laner this year. I was <laughs> truthfully impressed with very few junglers this year, and that is not normally agree. the case. Jungle is the best role in Smite. It always has been. It likely always will be. It's the most important role on the map. But I think that player performance-wise, outside of who I think is the obvious number one, I think everybody else had really, really rough stretches this year, just personal performance-wise, yeah. which I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe they're right that their items or their, their gods are bad. I can't, I can't imagine that, um, but... That's just. Uh, do you guys feel the same way that junglers have been underwhelming as a, as a group? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. I, think, I, I think that was like most hype role. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, because like jungle was pretty stacked, and it was like, yeah, definitely, definitely hyped up. And then feel like they haven't been as impactful, or like the junglers in general just weren't as consistent. Yep. So it's just like dehyped itself. <laughs> it kind of did. It kind of did dehype itself. Yeah, Barry, you were gonna say something. <clears throat> I. Have, I feel like junglers made so many like individual mistakes that yep. a lot of these players never make. Mm-hmm. Like even like seasoned veteran junglers were like making really bad plays, and it it was really weird to watch throughout this whole season of like just these god tier players and god tier junglers making just really weird plays. Yeah, and, and it was like their year. It was almost like a forced mindset of like, I have to make this play or I don't know if that's just like the new jungler mindset of like kind of feeling backed into a corner on certain plays where you just kind of like have to go for something or have to force something. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the plays were just question mark for me. Agreed. All right, let's get into it then. I'm going to break my own rule of starting at the bottom because there's literally no point in discussing in my mind. (laughs) Sam is number one. Any objections? Uh, I don't think his playoffs were that great, but I don't think they were bad enough to put another juggler yeah. above him. I think mm-hmm. Sam could have literally not loaded in for playoffs, and I'd still put him number one for the year because every other jungler <laughs> was so much less impressive to me this year. And that's saying a little bit about Sam, and it's saying a lot about the rest of the, the, the jungler pool. That, yeah, that's Sam. World's MVP right there. Yeah. yeah there he yeah, is. Gotta so, be putting him up top. Gotta anyway, be putting yeah. him up top. I mean, World's MVPs, they deserve respect. <laughs> am I right, Veneno? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. So then let's start back at the bottom. Let's go. Let's go uh, for number seven. Um, I think. I think it's got to be Scream. I mean, it's got to be Scream for me. Yeah. It's got to be Scream. Just the yeah. pinnacle of inconsistent in an inconsistent <laughs> United team. He was really the inconsistent leader of that. But his highs, yeah, 
I just don't get it, bro. Scream on God. I think Scream is one of the be- maybe the the best smite player I've ever seen whenever he's like doing things the way they yeah. should be done. He actually like my mind expands watching Scream play sometimes. And then other times it shrivels into this tiny little nut cuz I just like can't I can't get to where he is. I don't know. There's no in between, I feel like. Uh, the thing is is like he was so far ahead of like the meta in like phase one i'm pretty sure yeah and i'm pretty sure he got in his own head and he stopped playing those things that he was like popping off on and then he just started picking like random things and it's, <laughs> it's just like well, what is going on man like you could just keep playing that stuff and you can keep like popping off uh, i don't know it, it's <laughs> well, it was him in hurry right like their god pools <laughs> were like this long yeah of just yeah. like Picks they were playing. They like. Yeah. I don't think. I think the most. I wish I had Gormizer here, dude. He's he's the stat master. Gore Gore <laughs> said that like E United had the most unique god picks phase one, and their mm-hmm. most picked god was like picked four times or something like that. Like they just didn't yeah. pick anything over and over again. I could be wrong, but um, I'm pretty sure that stat is is close enough to correct. Um, all right, number six then. Just before uh, just before scream. Any any strong thoughts there? I think it's between Sino and Cubo for me. Yep. I, I, I feel th- like Cubo hasn't meshed the <clears throat> best with his team, and Sino is like kind of hot or cold. Yeah, I got the same vibes from Sino that I did a scream, where like Sino plays like his characters and he can play them like really, really good, and then mm-hmm. he like does it like for two weeks in SPL, <laughs> and then he'll just stop doing it, and then like it's just like you keep doing it and like doing your style. But then he like stops and he does something else. And like yeah. Fred at least has like played like his type of style of gods and like whatever's mm-hmm. like it seems like what's best for his team and kind of played that style rather than yeah doing the just forget about this god after two weeks. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. It's just so hard, man. It's just so hard <laughs> because look, Sino gets a lot of a lot of flack, specifically like the Osiris and that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you. Every okay, this is gonna this is gonna come off more toxic than I mean it to, but I don't know I don't know that there's another player that is more responsible for their team winning on a given day than Sino is for Obey. Like if Sino won, if if Obey has won a game, reason one A is because of Sino ninety five percent of the time, and I don't think yep, that's true that. Easy. for any other team. And so yep. yeah, when when Sino doesn't have that sick game. He's probably going to look pretty bad, but he he is going to mm. stick to his game plan every single time. And sometimes yep. he's getting in there and feeding. And for me, <laughs> that that moves him up the tier list because I I don't think that you can say the same for Fred on PK. Fred is not mm-hmm. PK's primary win condition. Um, I agree. So I'm inclined to put Fred sixth and Sino fifth. Any any objections? Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I feel like it's pretty close either way, but I just feel like Sino on is like top three, and Sino off is like he's just not it's there. Pretty stark, yeah, it's pretty yeah, stark. No, I mean, no offense to Sino, but like yeah. from from the outside looking in, that just seems to be the way. Like, if he's not like hard carrying on his picks, then they just lose. Yeah, I I uh, think I think yeah, I'm still I'll put Keith there. Yeah, we'll put Cubo yeah. here, Sino fifth. Um, again, I think all of these junglers have made really good impacts and really not so good impacts mm-hmm. uh, at times. That's just kind of the way it's been 
for these teams. Um, okay, fourth. This is where I think it gets really hard because in my mind, honestly, the difference between like third and sixth is not that big in jungle. Mm-hmm. It just does not feel mm-hmm. that different from third to from from third to sixth. I'm kind of fine with either adapting or Panatom here. I could really be talked either way. Mm-hmm. Prob- I think you have to give Kenneth third just because we're waiting more recently recently higher yeah. and, and Radians did so well at playoffs. But I man, I wish that I just gotta like remember to talk to Gormizer beforehand. I would <laughs> I, I would put pretty decent money that adapting has one of the lower average player damages among junglers across mm-hmm. season seven. I think he's had a really difficult time finding ways to get his damage off in fights more than than other junglers. And Panatom, I think, is it's not quite as stark as Sino, where I think that he's like win condition A, but sometimes Panatom Panatom knows his job is just to create space for Shinto. And sometimes creating space entails going like one in seven. And he's mm-hmm. gonna do that for you. And I don't yeah. think that that should really be held against him. And I think that, you know, the the more casual fans or fans that um, haven't played at a high level before kind of get that twisted the same way they do with Sino, where like bad scoreline equals bad player. And that's just not really. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, the, there's more the, to the, it. Yeah. There, there's <laughs> definitely more to it. But I think I'm v- feeling Panatom fourth adapting third. Any, uh, any thoughts there? I'm, if we're heavily off of recency, I would say. Pantom, Cherry, then adapting. Really? I think Cherry's playoffs were... That's the thing. They were all so bad. They were all so bad at playoffs. (laughs) That's why I hate recency. That's why I hate hate waiting recently so heavily. I don't think you can take Cherry out of top two, man. He was so much better than Panatom or Kennet all year. Yeah, but playoffs. Yeah. Truly, that is kind of the most important part. So, uh, I don't care how you do in the regular season. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it is kind of important. Like, you care a little You care a little bit. I don't care at all, dude. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who was this in the whole year, dude? Ben's like writing that down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. I don't know. Cherry was kind of the same for vote for me, just very lackluster. And I just think that they are such better players than. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if it's heavily off of recency, I might even put Cherry lower because he was just not doing anything. No. And but it was only one day. Remember, you got to see Kennet play over multiple days, and I think Kennet struggled as hard against Ghost as Cherry did against Radiance. It's just that mm-hmm. you had more opportunities for Kennet to pop off than for Cherry. I, I can't no. do it, Bear. I can't drop Cherry out of time, really? too. I just, I just don't think I can. Well, you're wrong, but I mean, oh, okay. you, you do. Well, that's, I mean, if I'm just wrong, that's fine too. Ben, <laughs> all right, Ben, I'm making you pick a side. God, Me geez, or your teammate, dude. that's your friend, don't make the right choice. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. Don't make the wrong choice here. I have to scrim with you tomorrow. Yeah, you but know, I'm going to like say mean things well, about you on broadcast. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to disagree with you both. And I'm going to put Pentaton pretty high because I think Pentaton was kind of sick even in our set. I think he was popping off. 
Okay. So, another bad opinion. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, just screwed, well, man. Like, we cannot say he was playing bad in our set. No, no he wasn't playing bad. Okay, okay, okay. We gotta zoom. We gotta zoom in because we. Can, this is not gonna out work. of those three, I'm pretty sure that Panaton played the best out of both of those junglers in the playoffs. You know, let's just go with mid, and then we'll blame. If, if we get any flack for the jungler tier list, it's just Vince's mm, fault. I'm pretty sure it should be Panatom. No, it's our cherry. Show, We've or, no, Panatom <laughs> adapting cherry. That's mine. You, okay, Ven is wrong. You're right. He, okay. You're, you're right. Ven is you wrong. You cannot say that Panatom did not play better in those that set versus us than, oh. he, than any of the other junglers throughout the whole entire I tournament. agree. But, you know, at playoffs, I think Panatom was the best jungler of the three. But that's uh, okay. But wait, we can't. We're not doing just playoffs. It has a heavier weight. Sure, it does have a I would, weight. But I would. Uh, Van, how about this? I'll meet you in the middle. I'll put <laughs> adapted me negotiating with Ven to undercut. <laughs> I'll put. I'll put adapting fourth, Panatom third, Cherry second. Because of the weight of playoffs. You know, what? I'll go with it. But adapting to just carry me in a ranked game. So, <sighs> well, he really did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of on everyone. That's he did the, kind of thor on everyone. That's so. what the king is gonna do. All right, yeah. that's what that's what we're going with. We're going adapting fourth, Panatom third, Cherio second. I'm sorry, I can't move Cherio out of second for no, one. Fine. For one bad <laughs> set, I can't. I just can't. He was so much cool. better the entire rest of season seven. The man has a penta. Uh, that's all. That's all there is to it. Okay, that's all there is to it. So yeah, I man didn't even get five kills in playoffs. Right. <laughs> Jeez, Wait, but adapting did get a five-man Thor gun. That is true. Probably the hypest play outside of the beta. So. Very, very possible. For our, for our listeners to recap, because the jungle one has been uh, arduous to say the least. Sam for soccer number one, Cherio number two, Panatom number three, adapting four, Sino five, Fred six, Scream seven. And of course, we're not uh, we're not counting the Renegades players. So seven is all we've got. Okay, um, Bera, I suppose we go back to you. Uh, where do you want to go next? Do you want to go support or solo? Let's head over to the support role. The duo lane. The duo. Yeah, we'll lane. do it for three minutes, and then you know. Right, maybe. and then and then we're roaming around. That's uh, that's the oh. way we go. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I think uh, it's been kind of the same way for the majority of these, but United and Obey have been kind of battling for sixth and seventh. I see it the same way here in support between Gino and inbound. It's really a matter of if you value inbounds extra, you know, months in the SPL and what he did during mm-hmm. that time over what Gino has done in a shorter period of time. Do you guys feel strongly one way or another about Gino or inbound six, seven? Not really. I... Actually, I think I'll put inbound seven and then Gino. I, I agree with that. that. I feel like, Inbound just makes more mistakes than Gino does. I mean, that sounds like stupid to say, but I just feel like positioning wise, um, inbound is just caught out of position more and forces his team into like kind of bad situations. And I feel like a lot of times when they get leads, it's most likely inbound being caught out of position yes. or like an objective or something. I would agree with that. I think if Gino were were in the league longer, he would be we wouldn't be having this like six seven discussion for him. It would be mm-hmm. like third, fourth, second, third. Like I, I really think he's really that good. Um, but just the the lack of time, if we're we're putting any emphasis at all, which we are, 
on the beginning of the season, I don't think we could have Gino any higher than six. I just don't think it's fair to, mm-hmm. to everybody else. Um, Agreed. All right, number five. Any uh, any strong feelings? Rougher for me. Oh. Barra? You're you're well, you're, not, you're not feeling Raffer there or what? I was. I think it's Raffer than Neil for me. Wow. I think yep. I agree. Wow. I was thinking I would be okay with Neil Raffer or Raffer Neil. I think Raffer mm-hmm. Neil is is where my where my heart goes. Um. Yeah, actually, no. I don't. I, I feel pretty strongly about this. I think it is Raffer Neil. Barra, yep. who did you're, you seem page. surprised though? I was going to put Raffer like top three. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand like there's an old man bond together. Yeah. Uh, right. We're, we're, we're at the same retirement home. So. Look, Raffer does a lot of things really, really well. Um, I agree. We're not calling him bad. We just got to, we just got to rate, we just got to rate them somehow. That's just what the, the power ranking is for. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're putting Raffer fifth. Neil fourth. And now I think it gets tough because for me, it's between Aurora and Rongyu for third, second. Yep. I think Mike is pretty clearly number one. And it's really a matter of how much you value what Aurora was able to do at playoffs. Because I think overall, Rongyu had the better year in season seven. I think Rongyu mm-hmm. was better overall in season seven, but was Aurora so much better than Rongyu on playoff weekend that we should put him second. I'm going to be honest. I feel like Aurora kind of farmed this, uh, this playoffs. Yeah. I think he did too. I thought he looked great. Yeah. Like he was, he was kind of farming and he did his like own picks as well. Like he played the Aries when no one was playing Aries and like all well, that. Like, he was, yeah. yeah. Except for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and he just like went to his like comfort picks and he was like playing really well on it. And honestly, he was like doing what he did last year is like making a ton of room and just moving everybody on the map around and everything like that. Like, I don't know. I think he played really well. I agree. Um, but it is definitely hard to shut down Ronnie's year because I think his support year is kind of amazing, to be honest. Agreed. Mm-hmm. He was definitely a sick support player. I think Ronnie showed that he could i mean he did, was not a hercules player at the beginning of the year became a legitimate threat with hercules yep. while still maintaining everything else in the god pool uh which is not easy um i'm inclined mm-hmm. to put aurora three wrong you two but bracketed again you know feel like they're they're really neck and neck for me so i could be convinced either way barra uh any thoughts uh i agree with you guys um i I think it's really close between second and third, and then I think PBM is easy first. I think, yeah, I agree with what you're doing. PBM yeah. top, Ronnie second, Aurora third. Yep, I think uh, I think support in general, pretty strong year. Um, I think the the player quality and support was very high this year, uh, and all these guys made some good plays. For our listeners, once more from the top, it's. Polar Bear Mike, number one. Ron Gu, number two. Aurora, three. Neil Ma, four. Raffer, five. Geno, six. Inbound, number seven. And that brings us to the solo lane, fellas. The solo lane where things got a little weird this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Baskin joined up once again. And for me, 
I think you've got to kind of put him seventh. I, yeah, I, I can like, agree. Obviously, the difference he made for that team was very, very clear in what mm-hmm. he did for their leadership and their shot calling and buying in and their picks and everything like that. But as far as individual play goes, I think needing all of that, on, putting all that on Baskin's plate did yeah. harm his individual performance. I think I, I'd be surprised if anyone else felt differently that Baskin is seventh. No. Yeah, Ducky has been like absolutely popping off yep. recently. So he's definitely been like up there as a sign of like hard carrying. Yes. And like win, being a huge win con for uh, Obey. Absolutely agree. Ducky has been absolutely fantastic this year. Really, his best year by far. Um, I, I really don't think it's been close. Uh, mm-hmm. But is he sixth place? That's the question. Ducky? So, yeah, Solo, I think, is the most stacked of any of the rules. <laughs> I think every single one of these players is so sick and can insta-win you games. But I think I have to put Ducky here at sixth. Yep. <clears throat> I would agree. Then you seem to be mulling it over a little bit more. <laughs> I don't yeah. know who I would put instead of him at six. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it feels wrong to put Ducky here, but you kind of have to, right? Like, it's just like, I yeah. don't know, everyone else well, just... Who, who, who is, like, who would you put above him? Because, honestly, above him, I'm stuck between Yarkor and Scary. For fifth? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Scary looked like... He could be literally number one um, at times this year. But if he wasn't one, he was like eighth. You know what I mean? Or maybe yeah. that's, that's not really fair. If he wasn't one, he was very clearly middle of the pack. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was feeding if he wasn't carrying, but the difference between when he got ahead early and when he didn't was more noticeable than other solo laners. I'm inclined to put Scary fifth. Well, I agree with that. Okay. All yeah. right. So we got Young Belair there in fifth place. I okay, this is where it gets tough for me because I might be the world's number one Yarkor stand. I think that dude is so sick at Smite game, but I also might be the world's number one Benji stand. And obviously, Fine and Nika are just bonkers players. I don't know. I think top four from here gets really, really difficult. Uh, I, I have trouble from here. For me, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Barry here. Okay, you guys both agree that it's easy, but do you agree yeah. on the order? Who's four? Okay, so you're both gonna say who you think fourth place is on the count mm-hmm. of three. Okay, one, two, three. Yarkor. Oh, look at the synergy there, fellas! Even at the same time. Okay, <laughs> I like it. I'm okay with it. I think this dude is sick, though. That's all there is to it. Okay. Now, I, I think he's sick, but a little inconsistent. But I yeah, mean, phase two obviously is still disgusting. End of phase mm-hmm. two. Um, like Yarkor, why did, like, why did, who let Yarkor play Afro against Ghost? Who allowed that to happen? <laughs> Th- that shouldn't have happened. Okay. Put the man on Arthur and let him spin. And that's all you need to do. <laughs> that's all you need to do. Oh, what a roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now. I'm going to make you guys do the exact same thing if you guys both think it's easy from here on your third place. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Nika. Wow. You guys. I shouldn't be surprised. You guys have been a little bit lower on SSG uh, after playoffs. And we are waiting playoffs more heavily. 
But Nico was like so dominant all year, man. <sighs> okay. I'm, I'm well, not a playoffs. Not a playoffs. Not a playoffs. And okay. Yep. I'm there. I, I agree that yep. the playoffs was really rough. It does feel a little wrong to not have Nika top two with how good he was all year. Yeah, I'll definitely put it out there. I think um, Nika has definitely had an overall better season than uh, Benji and Final K, I think. But weighing in um, like so much on uh, – playoffs that i think that it kind of just drops oh just guys, due to that this feels wrong this feels wrong i don't know if <laughs> i can i don't know if i can go through with this nika has been so good all year but so yeah but surely the thing that matters like that's just like imagine if it was at worlds for example like if you're doing this after worlds yeah. and they like hold <laughs> it you know, that's the only thing that matters is just worlds that yeah, is he was world. so good all year. He was so he good. He deserved to win worlds. worlds. Like, <laughs> <just> like, uh... <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. It's got to be Benji second, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to be Benji yep. second, which leaves fine. Okay. First fine. Just like. Yeah. He brought out his own stuff. He was popping off on it. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of all I got to say about that. I got ran down by a rat, you know. That's <laughs> was that did. fun for you or what? I think I got Nox ulted, Rat ulted, Ravana ulted all at the same time, and yeah, that, that was Mid my game. Sucks, dude. <laughs> it's so bad, man. <laughs> Mid just sucks, and Barra probably was hitting for four hundred in auto, life stealing the whole time. Two yeah, and a half DPS autos a second on the three hundred prop frontliner, like three hundred ability. Yeah, I'll exactly. see you in eight seconds. Three hundred damage. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you might have knocked him up or something with a Poseidon and like yeah. broken Gosh, glass. I, I pushed him away. Yeah, I'm it's like, got to be better. Uh, it's got to be. All right, for, the, for our listeners to recap, in the solo lane, we've got Final K1, Benji 2, Nika 3, Yarkor number 4, Scary D5, Ducky 6, Baskin 7. Now it's time for me to do the worst part, which is doing some maths here for the for the total points. So that's 2, 4, 5, 6 total points for ghost i can type those in later i suppose um pk total point why is it ordered in this way is this how it was last time i have no idea uh 9 14 20 25 for pk uh sanguine is 4 6 10 13 17 this must be great podcast content, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, you, you want to just like ask the question now? We can talk about yeah, that's story. a good, Barra, good idea. That's good. That's good hosting right there. And I can, What's the can question? Put it on your faces. Um, Do you well, have one? that's a good question. What is uh, this? Are you asking for the question to end the podcast or a question randomly? Uh, the question. Well, like the, the question that's we always right. ask. Not the gorilla question, but like the no, question. obviously because Van's smart and he would say the gorillas would win. Yeah, he would. Right. Okay, great. Um, we're we're, okay. we're we're just not asking him. Um, and and that's the thing about it. What have I done? Oh, right. Thanksgiving just happened. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I want you guys to talk to me about how you want your ideal Thanksgiving to go. What what that mm. day looks like, and give me the most overrated part. Of Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh. 
so for me, my ideal Thanksgiving is kind of just spending it with family, gorging myself literally from sun up to sun down, and just not getting off the couch at all except for food and to go to the bathroom. And to either like, I don't know why, but every time I think about Thanksgiving, I think about like watching sports and like just like being with my immediate family as well as like whatever the family is it like extended family yep so okay extended family now we're all just together hanging out and then um i would say the most overrated is i don't know what it's even called it's like cranberry something cranberry sauce that might be yeah. it. It comes in a like can or something. Circles, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. No one should eat Those that. Those are so terrible, dude. No one should eat that. It's so bad, man. It's a I think disc. It's overrated. You That's actually what I was going to say as well. It's it was, so it's bad. A disc. I don't understand it. Get, get it out of my face. Get it out of also, my face. Also, turkey is only overrated if you're eating bad turkey. Yes, dude. Everyone's harping on turkey being bad, and I'm like, you guys are just eating bad turkey because good turkey yep. – bangs i love i love turkey man i love it and you gotta you gotta get some little bit of extra salt in there i i love salting all my food um it is just it's the best i love turkey so much and if you're hating on it you're wrong it's gotta be moist and like just bursting with flavor and then if you're just eating dry cardboard turkey of course it's it's bad bad. right yeah that's like any meat and turkey is hard to make right turkey is hard to make right Mm -hmm. I've got, some empathy. I've got some empathy for those out there making turkey. Um, mm-hmm. But turkey's delicious uh, if they're cooking it correctly, which is difficult to do. Uh, yep. All right, Ven, give me your uh, your ideal Thanksgiving way to spend it and, um, and some overrated parts of Thanksgiving dinner. Definitely with uh, spending it with family is definitely super nice, especially family that you like don't see a while. Like mm-hmm. if, if it's just like, you know, or just a big get together. Um and then definitely the turkey is with like bacon on top, like cooked in bacon and Ooh. bacon and like the pineapple circles that you get mm. put on top of like the sticks and then stuffing in the center of the turkey mm. uh, and ham and some really good mashed potatoes. That is my yes. good meal. Dude, some good ma- Dude, I want Thanksgiving dinner already. I, yeah. I, want, it, I want more it's of It's actually again. so good if it's perfect. Like, oh my, there's it's nothing that matches the, it. It's just the best. Here's a question for you guys. Do you prefer the the inside stuffing or the outside stuffing? Does your family do both? My mine does both. Uh, or so like so some of the, the stuff first year last the year. Yeah. Oh. The first time outside. last year it was the only time I had inside uh, turkey stuffing, mm-hmm. and I think I actually like it more outside of it. Agreed. But it, I think it had a little bit more flavor just because it was a little bit like it had the like the bacon and the pineapple kind of mixed into it. Oof. So it was pretty good that like because of that, but without that, I think I would just have it outside, easy. Never had inside, so I can't. It's uh, really can't. good. It is definitely more f- flavorful, mm-hmm. but I love. I want my stuffing crunchy. I don't. Yeah. Want, it gets a little mushy yeah, on the inside. You definitely don't get crunchy from it, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Um, Chad, it's called it's informing me that out inside is stuffing, outside it's called dressing. Uh, sure. No. Oh. Dress, I prefer dressing in that. In that. <laughs> the dressing's already a thing, chat. Why would they name it that? There's like ranch yeah, dressing. It's not like you're like squeezing it out. And yeah, exactly. It out. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, for me, I agree. Uh, doing it with family is definitely the best. Um, it's always really busy for me because my parents are divorced, so I have to go over to, to two different families' house. And then my wife, 
is also in that area. So normally we do three Thanksgiving dinners in one day and I want Holy. to literally die. There is like, <laughs> it is imp imagine because you can't eat one Thanksgiving dinner and then go to the next and be like, Oh, sorry. I just had Thanksgiving with like Joe's family. Yep. They're going to get mad. So you have to eat it and you have to be like, man, this is good. Like this is the bit, man, this is the, let me tell you, this is the best turkey I've had today. <laughs> it isn't by the way. That's just, that's just the way it goes. I'm sorry. Uh, it's always, it's always my, uh, my aunt and uncle. They make, they make the best turkey by far. Um, I love Turkey. Uh, anything cranberry get it off my plate i don't want mm -hmm, it true i want my true. entire plate to be like beige i want mashed potatoes turkey uh a croissant roll and mac and cheese and it's all yep. like a, mm -hmm. a, a off-putting color and it's delicious um <laughs> i love it i want to be able to eat fall asleep on the couch watching football wake mm -hmm. up get more food and then go and talk about how I shouldn't have eaten that second round of food. That's that's <laughs> my you, ideal. Like round. Yeah, that yep. is my ideal uh, turkey situation. Though this year I will say that we got some ham for Thanksgiving edition. Um, and for leftovers, my wife taught me how to, well, it wasn't, I mean, it, it's not exactly a recipe. You literally just toss some ham in the pan and let it fry itself. You don't even put any oil or anything like that. And some quick fried ham is really good in fact i'm gonna mm -hmm. go eat some right as soon as i turn off this podcast literally the, <laughs> the moment i turn it off uh okay last it's real quick but do you guys like honey baked ham like sweet ham no well i'll eat it but it's worse uh, eat it. ham with pineapple dude cook it in pineapple juice oh that sounds good sounds you love pineapple so good you just uh, love i love listen man i have pineapple and pizza i'll admit it okay. Soapy. Yep, it's good. Okay, if you're pairing it with like bacon or ham on pizza, yep. it's good. I am. Don't you worry. Okay, then I'm fine with that. I can't just have like plain pineapple pizza. I think I, that's like kind of cringe. Yeah, that is that is definitely disgusting. <laughs> um, it is really good. Uh, wait, I forget. I forgot Barra's question already. What was I saying? What? Oh, happened? if you like uh, like sweet ham. Oh yeah. No. I don't because okay. I just like everything as salty as possible. I love like mm. savory flavors um, mm -hmm. and the sweetness just gets in the way. It just gets in the way. I, I love sweet meat. All sweet meat is delicious. I will say at Korean barbecue, Ben, this is right up your alley. There, I've had like Hawaiian bulgogi. Hawaiian bulgogi? Yes, dude. Some dude, bulgogi. Every time I would have five things of it every single time. Dude, oh. that is so, so good. good. That is oh, man. actually so good. And that is the best, like, sweet meat uh, yep. that I think I've had. My ham, I prefer to be un-honey baked. Mm. Just regular mm. baked. Unsweet. Unsweet. Unsweet ham. That's what I want. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching, as always. Make sure you give us a rating and make sure you're checking out everything else on the, uh, on the prediction page. Um, I will be putting uh, this tier list on Twitter and in the Reddit post. I'll probably release it on Twitter on Monday. Um in sync with when this will uh with when this will go out um and yeah we'll catch you next time here on the backliners thanks ben again for coming on yep. and we'll catch you guys next time barra do the thing bye that was weird that was a weird one <laughs> yeah i was kind of like stretching at the same time it's just kind of like the way it left my esophagus <laughs> <laughs>